0: Welcome to the HR matters podcast HR matters because people matter this is the place where you can listen to fresh ideas about working together with news and topics that really matter and insights into the changes that you can make in your organization as well starting today this is for HR professionals for managers and really for anyone who has a keen investment in the people in their organization featuring Lisa Dempsey Hello, and myself, Marjolein Fluch. My voice is a bit, well, I have a bit of a cold, but um, I hope you can hear me anyway, because we found something very interesting for you guys to read and that we want to talk about. Lisa, could you tell us a bit more?
1: Yeah, well this was actually this was an article that somebody in my network published on Fast Company recently. Lars Schmidt, he's uh, he's a really interesting guy uh who's he's doing a lot of work in in HR and really changing the future of HR. And what's really nice. funny is last year he did his own podcast on on HR and interviewed a, a variety of people working in HR and and really uh, shifting and the change makers in this space. And he, uh, at the end of last year, wrote a a short article on the seven things. Let me look at the exact title to get it right. Mm -hmm. Seven ways HR looks different in 2020. Yeah. So it's sort of the short list of the the really meaningful shifts that are taking place in the HR space. And I think both Mario Lyon and I not only found the topic really interesting, but I think most of the, these changes, these genuine shifts, the transformations that are taking place, I think we both, you know, they both really resonate with us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We see this and especially speaking for myself, but also speaking for you I think, Lisa, these are the things that indeed we completely agree with Lars that, this is happening. This is going on. This is what you want to know. And this is what you want to get excited about because it's yes. good stuff. And, and pay attention to. to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Put your focus towards. Like, If you want to focus on things, this is what you want to focus on because it'll get you forward and it's it, it'll get you forward into to, uh, into 2020 and into the years that come after. This is the re- direction that we're going in because it makes sense. It's, it's the future it of HR. Yeah, and it's and it gets better, and it yeah. helps. So, um, so yeah, let's let's talk about <clears throat> those yeah. Seven let's ways.
1: get dug in because there's there's a lot a lot of really interesting stuff to to cover. So mm-hmm. the first one is inclusion over diversity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We spent a lot of time talking about inclusion, but why does this one really resonate with you so much, Marilyn?: Yeah, well, it's something that's
0: been on, on people's minds. It's been on, on the agendas uh, recently. That's like a hot topic, um, and rightly so. And I'm really glad that it's top of his list, uh, and that is at, at the top of this article, because this is, this is something that needs attention and, and deserves focus. Um, And I think uh, uh, there's a lot more information and insight to be spread about um, the difference between diversity and inclusion and how to get to inclusion, because um, the first things that people often think about, the first things that companies implement um, are usually geared towards diversity, towards getting procedures and, and steps into place. That gets a more diverse workplace, um, and then often it's it's easy to focus on getting more diverse in gender or getting more diverse in cultural background, uh, but there's so many more things that you can uh, be diverse on in your yeah. team and in your in your in your in whole community that makes up a company. Um, so it's it's I heard someone say, well you know, gays will find it so much easier nowadays to get a job. It won't be a problem. So we're diverse. Um yeah, that's great. But you know, sexual orientation is not, is not the one thing about diversity. There's so many more um there's so many more things that, that are in, in, in play there.
1: Yeah. Well I think the, the point that that I think Lars makes that I think is so vital is diversity often it is very transactional because it's Mm. running after we want to have x percentage of men or women or race or whatever whatever kpis you want to put out there whereas Mm. inclusion is the much more meaningful space where it comes to life to life so if you stop at diversity you're not
0: there yet the whole point is inclusion
1: exactly and i think actually by reversing it putting inclusion before diversity. Mm-hmm. We've had this conversation before, yeah. so I won't go, you know, really deep into it, but it, you know, when you have an inclusive culture and an inclusive workplace, mm-hmm. diversity is a natural byproduct. Yeah, It happens it, without yeah. having to, you know, go out and, and undertake massive measures. When you mm-hmm. build an inclusive culture, yeah. you build an inclusive workplace, diversity happens
0: when you embed it in the way everything runs rather than just stick a procedure on top of it.
1: Right. Right. And just some, some number, you know, run, just running after a number just because it's a number that doesn't, that doesn't unleash the real power that diversity and inclusion is meant to hold. So I think that's, that's so important to realize.
0: Yeah. Focus on the end, not the means. Yeah. That's, uh, That's the difference. And, and I think, the way to do that is is by connecting it to the purpose of your company and to what you want to achieve with your organization
1: yeah, absolutely, focusing on why it is that that having those diverse ideas, having the inclusion of a variety of ideas is important to you. Yeah. What is it that that you and your company and the organization need to gain from that?. Yeah. So the second one, I think, is a really interesting one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, decentralize and empower over command and control.
0: Yeah, that's a big shift, especially in <laughs> HR. Yes. Um, we,
1: we talk about that a lot with, uh,
0: you know, any, anytime we talk to people in our networks, I guess. <laughs> I know that's true for me, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's very true for you as well. Yeah. This is a big shift um, from bringing your HR practices and, and your HR work to, yeah. to a, a way of sustainably keep on doing it in, in the future rather than getting stuck. <clears throat> so I'm, 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 this is another one. I'm really happy that this is, um, this is on this list.
1: Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's a, there's a, I'll just read a couple of phrases cause I think it mm. sums it up really well. Um, Modern HR leaders and teams are more secure in the impact they have on the business. They see their role as creating frameworks and enablement programs that allow leaders to lead and employees to thrive. They don't feel the need to insert themselves into every program and initiative for the sake of power and authority. Yeah. Wow, what a what a really important shift. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know about you, but I I know I've been in a lot of HR spaces where Yeah, there there is a real sense of scarcity and there are HR people, you know, sort of vying for their seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And that creates such a very different dynamic than just simply standing tall in the truth of, no, I do bring value. Mm -hmm. And it isn't my job to do all of this for you. I'm here to empower teams and empower the business. To do the things that are really important for the people. And it's yeah. such a different space than again yeah. the very transactional of yeah. of just, you know, fighting for KPIs and just running on pure transaction and
0: and, and procedures as well, putting procedures in place to co- to control and check everything. Um that's something you want to let go and this is a really nice way of saying what do you put in in place when you've let that go you empower people yeah and you enable other you create the framework to enable other people to be good leaders and to thrive as employees um and and that feels really strong and powerful and i enabling and, and empowering other people and putting in the frameworks for that yeah yeah so that's a that's a really great shift and and uh, and that's going to bring you so much farther yeah 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 Definitely. So the next one is uh, agile reviews over annual reviews, um, which basically means to to the other end to us as well. I think that um, uh, you want to move away from the bureaucracy of uh, of annual reviews and yeah, go towards a culture of feedback and clarity. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is uh, uh, usually understood and um i think we agree on that as well as frequent feedback not for the sake of following procedures but for for the sake of giving good feedback and for giving clarity and i love that he uses the word clarity make it clearer what you want to keep doing and uh how maybe you can improve yeah do that frequently
1: well i think it 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 also it Rises to the level of just having much more courageous conversations, mm-hmm. you know, having real conversations about what's going on, why people are showing up the way that they are and, and really what's happening rather than just, again, what's getting out of the transaction. It's not just, you know, oh yeah, I'm supposed to give you a piece of feedback about this, this thing at the end of this project. Um, right. Good job. You know, you, you, you did great. No, you know, really having much more meaningful feedback so that you can understand, you know, potentially as a manager, what it is that's happening with the people in your teams, mm-hmm. and that and so that employees can understand really what it is that uh, not only it's beyond what's expected of them, but really how they are impacting their organization. Yep. Um, and and the work that they're doing because they, it's funny. I was speaking to somebody not so long ago um, who's fairly high up in, in a big tech company and mm-hmm. he was sort of droning on about, oh, what's all of this nonsense about people wanting to have impact and meaning and purpose? <laughs> <laughs> and, <you> know, yep. <laughs> sort of had to call him out of, well, isn't that what you want in your job? Well, yes, but that's for me. No, I don't think <laughs> so. I, I, think, I think that's for everybody. I think that's a human human element, yeah. not not a you element. Yeah. Um, and it isn't nonsense. I mean, I think people can be very grounded in what it is that the impact that they do have in mean, mm-hmm. not everybody has big grand dreams and wants to change the entire world, but we want to feel like we're having an impact, yeah. that our presence has meaning and having those really genuine continuous conversations opens that space up as well and alleviates the need for these dreadful, horrendous year-end reviews that... Nobody likes, yeah. nobody uh, gets any value from. Yeah, and that's
0: the part that ties in with the previous point of getting rid of the procedures and the command and control and, yeah. and going into empowering people. And you can do that by empowering HR, sorry, by empowering leaders to have those proper good conversations. And, and managers can empower their teams to, yeah. to bring their best and to, to get things in order um and and that empowerment is you know that's the motivation that's the purpose <laughs> part yes. of the purpose of this part, yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> and what um, about the next one? the next one is
0: analytics and insights over metrics and reporting um and I love this one because you know i'm honestly i'm not a I'm not a people analytics person myself um but the thing I value in this shift uh from from metrics and reporting towards people analytics and insights is that you get the story behind the numbers. Um, you interpret them rather than just report and go blankly, yeah. uh, and blankly talk about, about KPIs and about numbers and, and making them the goal and the purpose where actually it's the story behind them. That's going to give you the information to, um, to, to run your business properly and to run it better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, to me, the difference is actionable insights, mm-hmm. not just numbers and figures for the sake of numbers and figures. Again, yeah. that's the transactional space. The more meaningful space is actionable insights yeah. and then genuinely taking that action. Um, and that that's so much more valuable than just either ignoring the numbers <laughs> pretending like they're not important or just having a bunch of numbers around for for numbers sake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh number 5. Ooh, good one. Policy for the many over policy against the few. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So yes. much of this. <laughs> so much. Yes.
1: So, explain. Well, You know, I think we we've spent a lot of time talking. (laughs) Explain (laughs) now. We've spent a lot of time talking in previous podcasts about, you know, kind of policy and and how changing the outlook on policy can be very different. So I Mm -hmm. I still very much stand behind, you know, talk about the values and the purpose of the policy to keep Mm -hmm. it simple and agile. But this is a really important element of it as well is writing policy for the many rather than policy against the few. How often do you sit in policy discussions where you just get mired in the, well, but so-and-so might read it this way or what if somebody... What if this bad thing happens and
0: the yeah. policy doesn't cover it?
1: Exactly. And that's um,
0: where you focus on the whole time. And that's how you get stuck, really.
1: Yeah, you can't write your policies to the exceptions. Mm-hmm. When you write your policies about the big broad stroke of, of what it what behaviors are you looking to drive yeah. and why? What's the purpose of it? Yeah it becomes a much more meaningful tool and instrument. Again, like we've said, you know, you cut down the 65 page monster <laughs> policies down into just a few. Yeah,
0: And it, it really to five like...
1: and then you still want to go to four. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But you, can, but you can, because, you know, you're driving towards the point rather than, rather than shielding yourself from what might happen. And if those things happen, then focusing on the purpose and the point and the direction that you want to go in
1: We'll get you out of that. And talk about the behaviors you want to stimulate. I mean, at the end of the day, these things, they become backbones of of culture, of, you know, behavior in organizations and really make sure that they're things that you can stand behind. When you're writing policies Mm -hmm. about the exceptions, about what you don't want, then you're giving all the airspace to the things you don't want. Why
0: would you do that? Why would you give all of this space to what you don't want? Yeah. And what what Lars writes here is that, you know, your assumption can be that you've hired adults who are responsible enough to make good choices. If they don't, then they're adult enough for you to have a conversation with them and find out what's going on
1: and sort it out. Yes. Treat people like adults and they will behave like adults. Yeah. Um, And what about the next one? Open source over black box. I was surprised
0: about that. And it's uh, because I hadn't thought of it, but it's a good one. It's about openly sharing practices and resources within HR. Yeah. And I've really recognized that black box thing because it's, it's always been too scary to talk about anything in HR. Um, because of confidentiality, because of insecurities, and because it's unsafe to talk about things that have gone wrong, and you know, it's it's like your your own biggest PR <laughs> risk or something. Again, it's 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 risk aversion, I guess. Um, but yeah, the 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 sharing is so much of the now. Yeah, I want to say really. Well,
1: it's a part of the you know really. Again, getting out of the transaction and creating environments where people, there's the continuous learning. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it used to be, I remember I, I worked with a number of, of HR leaders who there was this always a sort of stance of. HR has to be whiter than white, cleaner than clean. So mm-hmm. this isn't about race or anything like that, but it's cleaner than clean. Like we mm-hmm. we've got to I think you're be, bumping into something that's really
0: <laughs> making a point there.
1: <laughs> well, there's you know clean you have to be perfect. And mm. it was really kind of the underlying
0: yeah.
1: message. Because otherwise, it, ooh. Yeah yeah otherwise ooh if we're if we're making mistakes and we're we're supposed to be the the you know gold star of compliance mm-hmm. how can we expect other departments to to you know do it if we're not doing it and i think this is much more of no actually human resources it's the human factor like let's go back to the fact that we're all human we're all continuously learning and so let's let's make things much more open and transparent yeah um and there's so much value in that. It's just it's a it's a gold mine if you can really open up this space i think it's it's genuinely transformative i think so too it's about
0: build, sharing about being open and about building focus focus on on building and and growing rather than shit i did something wrong i can't share this i can't um yeah that's transformative yeah um the next one is a big one too business acumen over hr acumen (laughs) yeah what really struck (laughs) me here is and and um i really recognize this from the people i talk to in the field of hr that um you'll find a lot of hr leaders who have come from a range of non-traditional career paths (laughs) loads of people who are currently working in hr especially in the higher up in the leadership roles, have not come from an HR background. Um, and, and what the author here argues is that uh, that's because you, you, HR stuff and HR knowledge is not enough. You need business acumen to be able to do your job right. You need to know about all these other uh, aspects of, of the business that you're working in and understand that to be able to be good at HR. And if you're thinking, to... you're gonna get you're gonna get stuck and you're gonna get in trouble because you need more.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't frame it as more per se, because I think that mm-hmm. sounds really scary. It's like, oh mm-hmm. gosh, I have to know everything. I have to be good <laughs> at everything. Wait a minute. What how mm-hmm. is that possible? I think it's uh, my perspective on it is very much uh you don't have to be able to do it all, but you have to understand how to place the things in the business. Yeah. And if you don't have the business acumen, mm-hmm. if you can't sit down and have a reasonable conversation with your CFO and understand mm-hmm. the p and the balance sheet, if you can't sit down and have a conversation with your global head of sales to understand mm-hmm. what's going on in the different sales pipelines and the different yeah. sales channels, how can you develop people programs and all of the, all of the things that HR does get involved in, So I, you know, it's not more, I think it's just being able to understand the context in which you are working. And getting curious. That, yeah. Yes. If you don't, if you don't know it, that's okay. But
0: get curious and be interested and talk to people and find out, even if you find out the basics, that's a great start. I yeah. think That's a, that's a very, yeah. Be curious about it, be interested, yeah, we really be happy that you're interested and and yes. <laughs> that's fun and then you'll know better get everything into only, the
1: business not only are they thankful that you're interested, but they're really they want to share they want you know they want to share with you, and that that's why I also sort of resist the the more senses you don't have to know more. you just mm. have to go and have those conversations yeah with yeah. those people who are responsible for those things invite them to the conversation invite them to the table good one thanks for having
0: that yeah <laughs> Yep.
1: <laughs> okay so so the
0: the main overarching point at the end of the article is um the shift from uh why is hr here to why isn't hr here yes
1: oh yes <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so many things would open up in businesses right if yeah. if that were the question, why isn't HR here? Yeah, the topics that we've just talked about are
0: really drivers for um, f- for making a true impact in your organization and for being visible making that impact um and and that's when people are going to think, oh, why isn't our HR here? We we need them instead of oh god here they come again with all their procedures and their questions and their crap. Um uh and and you know once your your impact and the way you empower the business, you empower people, uh becomes clearer because that's what you're focusing on, it will come become clearer. Yeah. Um then the question is going to be, why isn't HR
1: here? Please get them to the table. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of times, you know, uh, people in business, they recognize that they don't always understand the people dynamics. Mm-hmm. They understand what it is that they want to achieve, but they don't always know how to get there with the people. Yeah, well, at least that was always...
0: People to get there,
1: yeah. Yeah, and that, you know, that was always the end that I found in, in HR and and the, the space that I always found at the table was, mm-hmm. you know, my basic starting point was, right, you have this great business plan, this great business strategy. How do you want to get there with the people? How do you want to awaken that? Because the crazy thing about people is we're wonderful and magnificent beings capable Mm -hmm. of so very much. We're capable of rational thinking, but most of our behaviors aren't fairly, they aren't linear, Mm -hmm. and they aren't always logical. So Understanding, you know, the human behavior and the human dynamics is really key to every business.
0: Yeah, it's part of of the whole dynamic of of, of being an organization.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if that's what you can bring to the table and you can bring it in, you know, what I really love about this this article and the way Lars has, has put it together is it's a really nice, clean summary of different spaces where you can move from the transactional to the much more meaningful. Yeah,
0: to real impact.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think well, it's not
0: running behind everyone with a form and a checklist, but <laughs> right.
1: or the, the metaphor I used and, to always talk about was, you know, do you want to be the one running behind the elephant with the broom and the shovel or do you want to be <laughs> the one out in front of the elephant <laughs> <laughs> walking places together with it? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't that, know about you, but I, I, I would much rather the way, way. right ways to go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I would much rather be out front with, with the elephant without the broom and the shovel <laughs> after everything. <laughs> so Marilyn what, what would be your one thing, you know, your, your one tip for, you know, to give focus to, because of course you can't change everything all at once. What's the one mm. that you would really hope for?
0: Oh, good question. Um, well, i the, the one thing that I find really motivational is the, the purpose for HR of empowering, uh, yeah. empowering others and clearing the way and building the frameworks. I, I always like to see HR as, a, as both architects and anthropologists. So architects mm-hmm. in building those frameworks and, and um, anthropologists in, in, in figuring out how, what makes people tick and how they work and incorporating that into running the business bringing that in and i think that that makes hr really impactful and and that desire to have impact and that desire to empower others that can be a, a big motivator to to really um make these changes and change and make these shifts
1: yeah 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 i think that's really fundamental a really yeah. fundamental transformation yeah, yeah.
0: What about you? Which part of this jumps out at you and makes you excited for 2020 and beyond?
1: <laughs> well, I find all of it really exciting. Um, mm. But I think the for me, the one that feels like the easiest entry is mm-hmm. letting go of the annual performance reviews and really stimulating. And I, I mean, genuinely stimulating the continuous conversations, the yeah. ongoing dialogue. I think that, that alone, if you don't change anything else about HR, if you can stimulate that kind of behavior in the mm-hmm. business, everybody's going to win.
0: Yeah. If you
1: can, if you can give people the skills to actually have more meaningful real life conversations,
0: yeah.
1: it's, it can just open up so, so much. Um, and I, I, so I think that's a, great place to start yeah for
0: sure and what you're saying is is giving people the skills which is very different from giving people the structure yes structure in place is not what we mean giving people the skills to have these conversations rather than just giving them a new roster for a new for more more frequent talks yeah
1: and I'm so glad that you raised that that, because actually in in Amsterdam at a university recently I I attended a, a congress on uh, a group of companies, global companies here who are who are giving up their their annual performance reviews and going mm-hmm. to these processes, but that is exactly what all of them articulated was we 're replacing one system with another yeah and that, and that demonstrates that's kind of that it's hard to make these
0: changes, but yeah, but it's important to get the point right
1: yeah, and to For understand reasons. that it's a it's a genuine behavior shift this isn't yeah. replacing one system with another exactly. it's really you know again going back to your point empowering yep. empowering people to have those better quality conversations and and show up in a different way yeah. um and that's that's the vital part it's not trading system a for system b mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> well I'm aware of time I'm yes awake. thank you let's let's thank everyone for listening and thank you as well and, and um thank Lars for writing this article well, yes so. thank <laughs> you <laughs> Lars yeah, yeah um and everyone out there thanks for listening and um as you may know or may not i'll i'll just clarify that you can listen to our podcast directly online um and it's also easy to find us and subscribe on uh, apple Podcasts formerly itunes on google Podcasts, spotify and lots of other podcast platforms and um uh, it's convenient to listen but also good to subscribe so you're the first to learn about our newest episodes coming up this year
1: we have lots um, of good things in store.
0: Yep. All in the similar vein of, you know, the future of HR and what's going to help you move forward. Um, do give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you, get feedback or topic requests. Um, and we also love hearing from you. What's on your mind in the workplace? Uh, we'll talk about that. I we'll help you figure it out. Do let us know. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye for now.